everybody, welcome to another episode of Brian and Dylan Take on the World. This is episode two, we'll be discussing the Oscars. We love the feedback we've got for the first episode. Please keep it coming. And without further ado, here is Brian and Dylan Take on the World. Welcome back, guys. Episode two. Brian, we had a uh, we had a topsy turvy week with uh, the release of our first episode. Yeah, you know um, it was interesting. I think uh, as far as the YouTube, it went good. We got a decent amount of views, especially when compared to the amount of subscribers. Getting it on iTunes was a little bit of a struggle, but we're there, so we're on YouTube and we're on iTunes, and I am so excited for the future of the show. Yeah, I, I, I listen to a, a lot of podcasts in my time, mm-hmm. and getting on iTunes is a very, very big deal to me, and I am so excited, <laughs> even though they let like anyone on there as long as they're not like a racist. So, yeah, exactly. I'm sure there are some racists. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. So we're officially on iTunes under Brian and Dylan Take on the World. We're on uh, Wicked Good Everything on YouTube, mm-hmm. so make sure you check us out. We're all over the place. We're taking over. Um, our views aren't exactly there yet, but you know, one week we're going to be at a hundred, and the next week we're at like a hundred million. That's right. just the way Abs- life absolutely. goes. Absolutely. Overnight so, meteoric rise in coming. So, yes, yes. So, Brian, I want to start this off by saying Happy March. Hey, it is. Too. It is officially like St. Patrick's Day season. Uh, just the whole month is like St. Patrick's Day season. Right. Fair and enough. I want to start out March by saying. Fuck Shamrock Shakes. Oh, okay. So coming out the gates with a real hot take. I had Dylan... to come out. I had to come out with like the hard F. I'm not happy about mm-hmm. it. Um, I told myself I wasn't gonna swear, but like in the moment right there, I couldn't help but not swear because I officially hate Shamrock Shakes. I had one for the first time uh, two days ago. Ever. And ever. Okay. And because weren't they gone for like a certain amount of time? Then they came back. Like I don't mean just like the I, year. Like weren't they like I a really few years? Tell you, I'm not an expert. Oh, oh! I, I did work were, at McDonald's, but I didn't um, work during March. Like it was like seven months, and it was like from September to like when did I start? I think I started at Tyco in February, so it was like not even seven months. Well, if you want to keep going on about your life, we can. But I'm just right, talking well, shamrock you know. shake. <laughs> so I had my shamrock shake for the first time. I hate it. It's gross. It's disgusting. It stinks. If anybody, whoever likes that, you're disgusting and you stink as well. Um, but you know, please subscribe and rate, please. Yes. Just hate, hate, rate. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's just not something I like. Uh, yeah. it just tastes like I feel like I'm taste. I'm literally eating like a four leaf clover, which is not meant to be eaten. So I, I haven't had a shamrock shake in a long time. More just reputation for me at this point. I can't recall. I assume it tastes like mint. Is it? Is it just like? It has a minty bad? flavor, to it, and then it has like the like the after flavor of like manure. Oh, yikes. So not only are we we're an anti PUBG podcast and we're an anti what are we also anti we're anti a lot of things. I want I want to go on record saying uh, uh, Walking Dead I believe was the other one. Yeah we're uh, we're also anti Nazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like part of my take I want to be right. I want to go on the record saying we're an anti Nazi podcast. Yes. Um, and now we're anti uh, Shamrock Shake. So we're only two weeks into our podcast and we are now anti four things. Mm-hmm. So a lot can happen in the next week. Yeah, hopefully we'll get two things to be anti next about next week. So today on our show, we are going to be covering the Oscars, which if you're listening to this right when this drops, uh, we're dropping this the Sunday of the Oscars. 
Yes. And so it's going to be frantically like sharing it. Like, hey, before you listen, watch the Oscars, listen to this. Yes. Um, I'm going to be jamming this down your throat <laughs> just like I do everything else. Oh. So I love the Oscars. The Oscars are one of my favorite events to watch mm-hmm. on TV. I got recklessly drunk last year. Um, and I was also uh, – see, I also want to address one more thing before I keep talking. Okay. I recognize I said I'm a lot in the last podcast. I can't help it. I think it was because I was drinking a margarita last time and I was a little bit in the tank. But okay. I also want to go on record saying I'm also drinking a margarita right now. <laughs> so if I say I'm a lot again on this podcast, mm-hmm. don't at me on Twitter. Okay. Don't don't come after him. Don't come for his weave, as they say. No. So back on track. I love the Oscars. Last year I got a little too drunk and I was a little bit behind on the on the Oscars. I think I paused it to go uh, tinkle a few times. Right. And by the time I got back was right around the best picture time and I was following it on Twitter even though I knew everyone was ahead and I was watching the show and on Twitter I kept seeing that everybody was saying that Moonlight won mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm looking at the show and I'm like okay well these people are fucking dumb because La La Land <laughs> just won and Little when did you know I knew once everything on stage happened mm-hmm. so like I was I, I had I had subconsciously seen it on Twitter but I was too dumb and maybe a little too drunk to notice what was going on right but then when it happened live, Brian, my world was rocked. I, I I freaked out. I was in a room by myself. My fiance, my pregnant at the time fiance, mm-hmm. completely done with me. Don't really blame her. She was in bed in the other room. You know, <laughs> she she locked the door, so I I was just yeah, in here. I, and when that happened, I freaked out. And I was also about a half hour behind on Twitter. And it did not look good for me on Twitter. People were saying uh, all ninety of my followers were saying I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> Like, Dylan, this is, this is like 20 minutes ago. We're on to something new. So the Oscars are like my second Super Bowl. So right. I am very, very excited for them. So in a moment, we will be ta- previewing uh, the Oscars and some of our movies we like, we don't like. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to talk about uh, the news that has happened this week. Yes, let's get right into it. So first, what it has broke like in the past like two hours is that Avengers Infinity War will now be coming out a week earlier. It will be coming out on April 27th, excuse me. Okay. That is and not far away. Holy shit. It seems close. It's only a week, but I before it was May 4th. Yep. Uh, so now we're in April 27th, and that is closer, and it seems very, very close. Because the next movie we are going to be reviewing, The Night Of, will be mm-hmm. Ready Player One. Spoiler. Right. And this will basically be the next movie at that. So, like, for the next, like, two months, we have a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me going on May because we have Deadpool. We have Solo, which I'm doing my best to stay away from because I don't want anything to happen like The Last Jedi. I want to stay right. away from everything. So this is this is a very, very fun time to get into podcasting. Yeah, I agree. I think we're striking while the iron is warming up and we'll be in our element while the iron is hot. I'm not saying this is the year we make our millions, but I'm not saying it's not either. Right. Fair enough. So, yes, Avengers will be coming out a week earlier. That's awesome. And I'm excited. I'm even more excited now because, it, like, it's only a week, but it just sounds so much closer. Now that's not in May. It's in April, and that's only about a month. It's the first day of March we're recording. So, like, if you ignore that it's the end of April, you can be like, it's only a month away. It's only a month of May. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not good with dates and numbers and stuff, so it's only a month away. It's March now. It'll be April before I know it. Yep. Our second story is Battlefield. The sequel to Battlefield One mm-hmm. is going to take place in World War Two. Right. Awesome. So what's the what's the name of it going to be? So you would think a sequel to Battlefield One would be Battlefield Two. 
Right, but they already had a Battlefield 2. They, they did. So the sequel to Battlefield 1 would be called Battlefield 5. Okay. Nat- naturally, that seems to fit. It checks out. Unless they don't really mean for the V to be a 5, and they really just mean it's Battlefield V. So in that case, it could be Battlefield V. Why not? So uh, we're officially calling it Battlefield V. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say that it's not Battlefield V? Correct. Another thing, I'm just very excited. I'm very excited for everything now. Yes. Uh, I, I, I love Battlefield 1. I thought it was so refreshing. I thought Call of Duty got so redundant. There was mm-hmm. no strategy in it. And then Battlefield 1 came, and I, it was terrible. It took me a while to get good at it. I'm still not even that good at it. It's big-ass maps, a whole bunch of people. It's awesome. I can't wait for World War II. It's my favorite war, if I had to pick a war, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? Uh, I, World War II, and then I guess... Uh, the Indonesian, Indochina War, whatever that one was called. Okay. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. Uh, it, it's set to come out in 2018. Uh, originally, the rumors were that it was going to be a Bad Company Three, I believe. I did. That was going to take yeah. take place in Vietnam. It's that's eventually that's been shot down by Games Beat, Games Beat, um, which I think is a relatively reputable site. Hmm. Uh, IG's quoting them, IGN's quoting them, so I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, if IGN's quoting them, I think you can feel fairly safe stating it as a near fact, a near yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- th- this this fall is also gonna be big too because we're gonna have Battlefield V, we're going to have uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, yeah. Red the third game in the Red Dead franchise yeah. red dead redemption 2 red dead revolver red dead redemption and then red dead redemption 2 which is a prequel to red dead redemption so naturally yeah. it should just be called red dead redemption v <laughs> yeah they, uh they could have just come up with another r i also i also uh last of us 2 has not been confirmed yet so maybe they're all just gonna come out at the same time and i'm just gonna have no money right well yeah yeah the uh release date hasn't been confirmed right yeah no it is I, real like according like normal Naughty Dog stuff is they'll come out in June I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a chart came out like April, June, May. Um, so I think that's their timer. But yeah, still no release date on Last of Us Two. So we're kind of jumping all over the place in games right now. But I'm have you um, gotten to play any of the Lost Legacy? I haven't yet. It's it's on the list. Throw mm-hmm. it on the list. Yeah, same. And so also too many games. There's way too many games. And now to throw it into it, uh, PlayStation Plus's free game this month is Bloodborne, which I have been... Ooh, you got to play that. Somebody has been jamming it down my throat. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I heard it's like super hard yet super fun at the same time. I'm all about free. Uh, I'm so cheap that even if there's a game on PlayStation Plus, I'm never going to play I download it and then oh, delete yeah. it. Why not? So it's always my library. You see, I'm smart like that. Exactly. So Bloodborne... Battlefield V, I think, is how we got started on this. Excited for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to quickly touch up on this one. Uh, it was came out this week that Konami is going to charge people for save slots in the Metal Gear Survive game. Yeah, a game that um, really didn't need any more negative publicity. No. Um, it's just like, hey, how about you guys go fuck yourselves? Do you want to have fun? Because that's not why we made this game. You're not supposed to have fun here. First off, I don't know anyone that was going to buy Metal Gear Survive. I don't know. A I don't sing- either. I, 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 Metal Gear was honestly the first series that really got me into gaming. Uh, I used to watch my grandfather play uh, Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1, and I was hooked, and he sweared at the TV a lot. I started swearing <laughs> at the TV a lot, and that's where we are now. And now we're here, swearing on a podcast. Yeah, and so they're, they're basically saying that we'll allow you one save slot. We're going to allow you one. Mm. But if you want to... 
Go fuck yourself. I'm paying $10. That's so ridiculous. It's, it's literally so absurd. I didn't really think about it until I went into other games I have that are story-driven. Mm-hmm. And I will save a game that, like, you know, you start out this game, you get really, really far ahead, and, you know, you're like, okay, I beat it, but I want to restart with a new thing. But I want to keep this because I have everything on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not possible with this unless you want to pay $10. And if you pay $10, you know, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, if you've already made the bad decision to uh, buy Metal Gear Survive, it's kind of like the sunken cost fallacy. Like, you're yes. already so far in. You may as well just, like, keep digging. A hundred percent. You're an asshole. Right. <laughs> uh, and to touch up on a quick subject, because we're a little limited on time tonight, Brad Pitt has officially gone on to Quentin Tarantino's Charles Manson Sharon Tate movie. Very exciting. I will say that I'm probably most looking forward to this movie than any movie other than Infinity War that's going to be coming out. It's mm-hmm. set to come out, I believe, 50 years to the day since from the murders, August 9th, 2019. Okay. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is already on, already signed on. Rumor has it that one of Leo, Brad Pitt, and apparently also Tom Cruise are going to be playing oh my God. Charles Manson, which all three of those are just like nerd bono alert movie. Like this I, I can't, crazy. I don't want to put it. Yeah. Uh, Tarantino, it, it, it goes for itself. I'm sorry for saying, uh, um, you know, I'm just going to address that one more time. Don't at me. <laughs> so that's big. Apparently, they're also lobbying for Margot Robbie to be playing Sharon Tate. Okay. If that happens, I will I will camp outside in a tent to <laughs> fix this movie, even though I can just buy them online. I'm going to camp outside yeah. the movie theater just to do this, just for Tarantino. That movie's going to be awesome. That's all we know so far. And it, oh, and it's also, there's officially a title for it, by the way, Brian. What is the title? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a good-ass title. That is a fantastic title. I really like that. So that's our weekly news. Uh, by the time you listen to this, a lot of other shit will probably happen. Um, you know, we're trying our best. Yeah, and uh, check out the fake nerds update Maggie did about the secret message a Konami dev left in the game uh, Metal Gear Solid Survive to kind of take a stab at Konami. Ooh, so a little bit of synergy going on with this. That's uh, I I I personally I haven't seen that yet. I will check that out. That's uh, I I love that. I love stuff like that. It should be coming out tomorrow, provided Perfect. nothing goes wrong with the people editing and whatnot. So if it doesn't, I'll just tell you what happened off of the podcast. By the time you listen to this, it'll be out. Exactly. And I'll have a whole bunch of views, and I will be about. I will be one of them. Sounds good. So we'll have at least two, hopefully, because I'll be the other one. So uh, I told myself that we would only take 10 minutes on those news, and we are now 20 minutes into this podcast, and we're all over the place. So... Let's just get to our main attraction. Brian, play the Oscar music. All right, here we go. The 2018 Oscars are coming out today when you're listening to this, or they happened yesterday or last week, depending when you listen to us. But if you listen to it today, like a dedicated fan, they're coming out tonight. I'm very excited, Brian, but I have a lot, a lot of issues with the favorites, and I have a lot of issues with one particular movie. All right, well, uh, so should we name all of the Best Picture nominees? I can run those tabs real quick, and then we can kind of dissect them, and you can tell us which one you're upset with. Sure, and to everyone listening at home, I'm going, with the list I'm going to be reading off, I'm going to read them rather quickly. Mm-hmm. 
just so you know we don't waste any time with this. So for best picture, we have Call Me By Your Name, The Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I have seen The Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird. I'm sorry, I haven't seen Lady Bird. You've seen Lady Bird. I've seen Lady Bird. Shape of Water and Three Billboards, three billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I will say right off the bat, I have zero interest interest in the Phantom Thread. Yeah, that scene, that's that, uh, fair. I don't think you're alone with that. No, and I'm not one to, to judge a movie by its cover, mm-hmm. but I'm judging Phantom Thread by its cover. It's just not a movie I have any interest in. Also, there's two movies on here I think are basically are solely nominated because – they have like the best actors in the world and that give like probably I'm sure I'm sure Daniel Day Lewis gives an outstanding performance in Phantom yeah. Thread, but let's be honest, this movie was gonna be known. He was gonna be known for best actor if it was a movie about like sneezing. Yeah, fair. Um the other one that I think is solely nominated based on performance is The Darkest Hour, which I, I actually watched yesterday for the first time. How was that? It's an alright movie. I'm a big, big history guy, so yeah. I love the movie, but I think if you're a casual viewer going into it, I don't think it's that great of a movie, but I think it's a movie that's carried by Gary Oldman. I mean, carried. Uh, so d- Gary Oldman was the one who replaced Kevin Spacey. No, no, no. You're thinking no. of All the Money in the World. Oh, I am. Oh, I the, don't darkest, the, the darkest, darkest hour. hour is, shit. My uh, bad. <laughs> darkest hour is all about uh, Churchill during oh, the war, yes, yes, right yes, at yes. the start of World War Two. Yeah. And he honestly like. I couldn't tell the difference between Churchill and Gary Oldman. I honestly forgot Gary Oldman was in there. Uh, having a fat suit on probably had a lot to do with that and a lot of makeup. But he is outstanding in it. I will say, though, I don't know if it's Gary Oldman's Churchill or Churchill actually sounded like this, but Churchill sounds like, like Droopy the dog. Do you know who I'm talking about? Or is it Dopey the dog? You know the, well, you know the dog? He, I think he was big in the 70s. He had his own cartoon, and he's on Family Guy all the time. Oh, and he talks like this. Yeah, yeah. Churchill at multiple times in that movie sounds exactly like Droopy the dog, and I, I I'm I'm assuming Gary Oldman did his research and that's what Churchill sounded like because I like I've heard Churchill in videos and stuff before but you know the, you know like the 40s videos they don't have the best audio. No, definitely not. So I don't know if Droopy the dog is based off of Churchill, but Churchill is Droopy the dog in this movie. But it's still Gary Oldman crushes it. It's very good. I'm a big, like I said I'm a big history guy. I loved it. I don't recommend it to like the average person like definitely don't pay like 5.99 to watch to rent it um but i don't think it it deserves a best picture nomination i will get into what i do think should have should take its place um but so we have nine nominees correct correct yep yep but we can have 10 i believe that's the rule like you can have up up to 10 so i don't see why anything should have gotten snubbed you know what i mean uh, well, a movie I think got incredibly snubbed is Wind River. Okay. Uh, Wind River is written and direct. It is written and directed by the same guy that wrote Sicario mm. and Hell or High Water, right. both some of the best movies I've seen in the past five years. Mm. And Wind River, honestly, is may have been better than both of them, which is very very debatable because they're both very very good. Right. And it was not only was it not nominated for best picture, it wasn't nominated for best uh, best original screenplay, which shocked me as well. So I'm going. That's my biggest snub of this entire Oscars is Wind, Wind River, hands down. Right, I have. Nice to say I haven't seen that, but I'll have to check it out. 
it's 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 tough for me to explain it. I also want to keep this very very spoiler free. But Jeremy Renner's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I think the the normal Olsen sister, she's right. in it. She crushes it. It's it's a very very good movie. I highly recommend you guys rent it. Biggest snub of the year uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Brian, we're going off the rails with this man. We're jumping all over this place. We are not going by the show notes. But I got to be honest, I'm feeling it right now. You know, sometimes you just need to go with the flow. I found in doing podcasts and different kinds of web shows. I think for me this year, I'm really an ill-informed Oscar viewer because two reasons. Um, I saw The Force Awakens and I was like, do I even like movies anymore? I don't know. Um, (laughs) And then uh, starting the YouTube channel, the last two months has just been like a grind as hell. So I haven't been making it out to the movies as much as I want, which is like a nice thing that we started this podcast because now i can be like yo i have to i have to it's for work it's for it's for the channel so so first i I think you were referencing the last jedi oh what did i say the force awakens you don't confuse the two (laughs) no no (laughs) uh but no i agree i usually try to get out and see as many movies as possible i almost forced myself to see a lot of these the shape of water didn't fully grab me at first Mm -hmm. uh i wasn't i wasn't like foaming at the mouth to go see it i did eventually see it i liked it I don't know if it's the best movie of the year. I guess it's one of the favorites to win. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It, it's typical uh, Guillermo del Toro. It's trippy, man. It's just it's crazy. But it's original. It's creative. It's a, yeah. It's a big win for uh, furries, I feel like. Oh, totally. A- aquatic yeah. furries. Yeah, if you ever wanted to bang a lizard, this is the movie for you. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Finally. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Go into that niche demographic. But Shape of Water is also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, screenplay which I can see it winning. Mm. But while we're on, you know, I'll save it because we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I don't want to keep jumping around, man. That's Tequila Dylan talking. <laughs> uh, one, one of the other movies on here, which luckily you did see, mm. is Lady Bird. Do you want to try to fill us in a little bit with Lady Bird? Which Lady is also, Bird. It's, it's, yes. it's, 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 I would say I think it's the second best chance of movies of winning i'm not sure i don't have the odds in front of me but uh lady bird is probably the one that's like oh it's not it, like it's probably won't win but if it does win you'd be like huh i guess uh it did it you know what i mean like he's like yep. the outside contender so lady bird is a perfectly enjoyable movie i had a great time while watching it my girlfriend also really enjoyed it um i'm a little surprised it's nominated for best picture but it's it's really honest. I would say that as far as movies go, it, it feels more like a realistic look into someone's life than most films I've seen. And the acting is top-notch. I believe we have two nominations for Lady Bird in this, um, and they're both well-deserved. I wouldn't say you should, like, definitely get out and, like, see it right this second but uh it's like probably a great date movie not like take someone that you've never met but like if you're in like a long-term relationship i would say like see it with your significant other so if you had like a fiance that you have forced to watch the dark knight rises three of the past four nights you would recommend maybe maybe (laughs) breaking it up i think she might like this yeah (laughs) just asking for a friend right of course so yeah, um, I think I think the reason I have not seen Lady Bird, mm-hmm. and I did get the recommendation by you very early on. By the way, I, yeah. it was very early on when it came out. I've been told that Lady Bird is basically like if you didn't have this relationship with your mom and you're not a girl, you're not gonna get it. 
So I don't think maybe that's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I'm, I know for a fact I will probably see eventually. Mm-hmm. I think you enjoy it as someone who writes. Um, that's my perspective of doing it, like watching it, just like, man, this is really, you can tell this is just a realistic portrayal of a human. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like in so many movies, it's just like, you're like, okay, yeah, this is a character. Even historical movies, a lot of times, you're like, yeah, this isn't how someone would act necessarily. Yep. You know, but this one actually felt real, which I think sets it apart from a lot of movies. So the, one of the movies on here that I, I, I'm going to go on record saying, I hope Dunkirk wins Best Picture. Right. I hope Dunkirk wins Best Director for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. And I hope it wins Best Picture because I think that Dunkirk at all these movies on here was by far my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked Get Out a lot. I think Get Out has a good chance of winning Best Original Screenplay. Right. I, I and that's probably my pick for Best Original Screenplay too. Mm-hmm. But I think Dunkirk as a whole was. I saw Dunkirk twice in the movie theaters, and I just thought it was very, very good. Mm. I feel like it's one of those movies that probably seeing it on the big screen would be much like better much add a lot to the experience would you say yeah and i saw it in imax too which mm-hmm. definitely added to it because there's a lot of loud bursts i mean you're in the middle of a battle essentially mm-hmm. and i just thought it was very very good it was almost the op- it's almost the opposite of darkest hour where you don't need to be a history buff at all they do a very very good job of explaining the movie to you mm-hmm. and it just grips you like you honestly you feel like you're on the beach with them with just the way the movie is shot uh, the score, which I also think Hans Zimmer should win uh, best score because or be, is that the is that the award best score? I, I don't I I didn't put it in our show notes for oh, no, best score. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, best score best score Hans Zimmer for for Dunkirk as well. I thought this is a very very good movie. It's who I'm rooting for to win best picture, but the movie I want to talk about now, which is the favorite to win best picture or one of the the secondary favorite. There's like three favorites. Uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Most overrated movie in this entire list. Whoa. Whoa, I did not expect that. It is a movie similar to things like The Darkest Hour and Phantom Thread where there is very, very good acting in it. Mm-hmm. And the director of this, uh, McDonough, or I, I forget his first name. Uh, no, I have his first name right here. Sorry, guys. Nope, I don't. He's not nominated for de- Best Director. Never mind. I'm going to find him somewhere on here. Uh, Mark McDonough. It's like McDonough. It's, you mm. have to say it's something, something weird like that. I thought this movie was highly overrated with very, very good performances in it. Mm. Sam Rockwell steals the movie. It's not even a movie about him, but he steals the movie, and he is a racist, unlikable person that ends up – you end up liking, but I can't spoil it how you end up liking him. Mm. Woody Harrelson, who is also nominated for Best Supporting Actor with Sam Rockwell – also does unbelievable. Woody Harrelson's good in everything, but his character particularly, certain things happen in this movie where you're really feeling for the character and things get very heartbreaking. Uh, spoilers. But both of them do very, very well. I think Sam Rockwell, without a doubt, should be winning Best Supporting Actor. He crushes it. Uh, the lead actress, Frances McDormand, She's also the favorite to win lead actress. She won the Golden Globe for it as well as Sam Rockwell. Frances McDormand's a fantastic actress. I love her and everything she's in. She plays a very, very unlikable character in this movie. And especially for a woman whose daughter was raped and murdered, mm-hmm. it's tough for you to not feel for her, but she's also not that great of a person. 
But I also think that could have been part of what the movie was trying to say is that there really maybe there's people aren't that great. Yeah, tragedies don't happen to just good people. But I also think the movie tried to get a little smart. Like I think it tried to get too smart for its own good. Mm-hmm. And it's really really tough to talk about it without spoilers. You know, maybe one day we'll do. All right, uh, so go see the movie. Go see the movie. And we also will do. Brian. Right, maybe maybe one day we'll do a quick spoiler discussion about three billboards. Yeah. How about this, Brian? Whatever movie wins Best Picture, we will do a spoiler review of. Okay, that sounds very Within fancy. our next two podcasts. All right. So whatever, you heard it here first. Whatever picture wins Best best Picture. Okay, we'll yeah, unless picture. it's The Post, I'm down. No. Well, <laughs> and unless, unless Phantom Thread. Fuck Phantom Thread. I'm not watching that. <laughs> so Phantom Thread, uh, we'll just review whichever one of the movies we want to review. Yeah, so Three Billboards, <laughs> I think it's like a, I think it's like an eh movie. I don't think it's anything special. I had actually ended up buying it the day it came out digitally because I didn't see it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very, very overrated. I would still say see it because it's probably gonna win. It could win Best Picture. It's still like a decent movie. It's very, very well acted. Peter Dinklage is also in it. Peter Dinklage crushed it. There's a shitload of people in this movie also. Right. There's a shitload of people that you'll see and you're like, oh, I know that guy. I might not know his name, but I know that guy. Uh, Peter Dinklage is is obviously not one of them. You know who Peter Dinklage. Everyone is. knows who Peter Dinklage is. Just the whole movie is very good, but just a lot of unlikable people in this movie. But Sam Rockwell, for me, stole the movie. He's awesome. He's awesome in everything. I think he for sure deserves Best Supporting Actor, just based on the other list here. Um, so, yeah, uh, Three Billboards, overrated. My hopeful pick for Best Picture is Dunkirk, uh, but I'm probably going to go with Shape of Water, Three Billboards, to take it home. All right. So let's move on to Lead Actor. Lead Actor, we have... Timothy Chal- Chalamet. Sure. Who actually, did you see Interstellar, Brian? Yes. He played the son when he when he was pre Casey Affleck. He was the pre Casey Affleck son. Okay. So he was like the teenage version. Uh, he was also in. He's been in other things too, but he was in. I believe he's actually in uh, Lady Bird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's in Lady Bird as well. Uh, he's nominated for Call Me by Your Name, which is a movie I did not see. I think it's about a young kid who has a gay relationship with like an older man in Italy. It seems like something really out there. Uh, it's not a movie I would say I would never see, but it's just not a movie I'm going to flock out to the movie theaters to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a little um, questionable age difference uh, in Call Me By Your Name. Just saying. That guy would not fare well in Hollywood these days. Put it like that. <laughs> yeah. But no one's uh, calling it out, in fairness. Also. No. So we uh, that's not funny. We have Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I meant no one's calling it out of this movie, Dylan. <laughs> we have Daniel Day-Lewis, not a fan of Fred. Daniel Day-Lewis is Daniel Day-Lewis and everything. He just yeah, acts yeah. off. I'm sure he's phenomenal in this movie. I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> just, I mean, half of this, half of this Oscars preview is I don't want to see this movie. Like, uh, Dylan uh, does not want to see the Phantom <laughs> Thread. One of our favorite names from our very first podcast, Daniel yes. Kalu- Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Kaluuya? <laughs> Yeah. Kalu- yes. Kalu- yeah. Uh He's nominated for Get Out. Uh, the, he was, I think, it was like the first. Like this is the first movie really from this shit. People were like, this is gonna be nominated for everything. I yeah. think he deserves it. I don't think he deserves to win. I think he probably deserves a nomination. I also thought he was a little like bland in this movie. I think that he acted really well, but I also think at some point, I also think his character was just high a lot because he smokes weed a lot in this movie. Right. So. Daniel Kaluuya, I'm trying to get the name right there. 
for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, who we've always talked about. He's Droopy the dog, but he, he does really, really well in that movie. I totally forgot it's Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. That's my pick, and I believe he's also the favorite for the lead actor because he won the Golden Globe as well. Right. Uh, and then Denzel, who Denzel's just in this every year. Um, yeah, for the, for the movie everyone saw. This movie, uh, I did. I never saw it. I think I saw like a commercial for it once. Mm. He, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh, but I think this is just the Denzel slot. Yeah. Like, I think he just gets nominated for this every year. So, uh, so Denzel's who, in. Denzel's in there for whatever movie he was in this year. Right. So who do you want to see win from this? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gary Oldman for sure. I'm gonna go with mm -hmm. Gary Oldman. I think he's going to win. I think he deserves to win. I can't speak for Timothy Chalamet because I didn't see Call Me by Your Name. Mm -hmm. Daniel Day Lewis, I'm sure he's phenomenal. But Gary Oldman, like I, I think I think for, to give a really good acting performance. Similar to what I said last week about Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. If you forget that that's the actor, mm -hmm. I think they're doing their job correctly, and I think they're doing it very well. And like I said, the fat suit and the makeup and a lot of that helped Gary Oldman in this, but I think he is phenomenal. I think he definitely deserves it. I, I'm i going to bet my house that he wins it. All right. All right, so let's go lead actress lead actress we have sally hawkins for shape of water who she is a mute in that whole movie mm -hmm. and she also bangs a lizard no spoiler Living the uh, dream. francis mcdormand for three billboards outside mm -hmm. Abbott, missouri which we just talked about margot robbie for i tanya which my biggest problem with this movie is is like they're like semi-glamorizing tanya harding mm -hmm. for breaking nancy kerrigan's like life yeah um I don't remember what podcast it was, but they referred there. Someone was like, oh, I never heard about this. And the person's like, it was like the nine 11 for white people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. Two, two white women just like beating the shit out of each other. Cause one of them wanted to win the gold so bad. And they're oh, crazy. Man. Yeah. Uh, Mar Margot Robbie. She's very, very hot. I love Margot Robbie so it much. Is, yeah. And I saw I Tanya as well. I just don't get why we're glamorizing Tonya Harding. It's trouble. I guess she, she explain goes into the movie. She comes from like a not great past, but right. Margaret Robbie for I Tonya Sayor Sorsha. I think it's Sorsha Ronan. Sorsi Ronan. Sorsi Ronan for Lady yes. Bird. I'm a huge fan of Sorsi Ronan. I like her as well. Uh, she's from Ireland, mm -hmm. which I'm I'm a big Irish guy, mm -hmm. both like literally and hypothetically. I, I am as well. Uh, so this is a pro-Ireland podcast. Yes. Well, we're going on the record saying this is pro-Ireland. So right. we actually have our first pro of this podcast. Uh, and then we have Meryl Streep for the post. Same thing as Denzel. It's just that's the Meryl Streep slot, really. I didn't, it really is. It really is. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the post yet. It came. This was a late release. And I heard – and I'm a huge Spielberg fan, which, by the way, everyone check out the Steven Spielberg documentary on HBO. It's funny, I heard that um, the shot Ready Player One, mm -hmm. Spielberg got the script to the post. And I did. was like, this is really important. I need to yep. get this out as fast as possible. I did hear this, yep. I, I, I'm pretty sure actually Ready Player One was supposed to come out in the post slot. Hmm. Yeah, I think Ready Player One was supposed to originally be a like a Christmas Day release. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see the post, but like same thing as Denzel. This is the Meryl Streep. Like, they're just in there here. Brian, I'm going to go on on a limb. Okay. Didn't see it, but I like her enough, and I've heard that many good things about her performance. I am rooting for Shorshay. Sorcy Ronan. Sorcy Ronan. 
I also think she will win. Um, She's I, really fucking good in Lady I, Bird. I find it hard to believe that somebody who plays, although it's impressive to play like a mute girl the whole movie. Uh, I just don't see how they can win that. And like I said, Frances McDormand, she's very, very good, but she plays like a, just a shitty person, and it's just tough to for that person. And maybe that's what's blinding me. So, Shorsha, Sorsi, Sorsi, Sorsi Ronan. That's that's we're pro Shorsha Ronan. Absolutely, we're the we're the official pro Sorsi Ronan podcast on the internet. <laughs> So, Brian, uh, we're going to jump over supporting actors and supporting actresses, if that's okay, just because we're a little quenched for time. Okay. Since we're going to get this podcast out a little bit earlier than we normally do. Yeah, um, uh, William Defoe should have been her lead. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I thought he was a lead in that movie. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it yet, but that doesn't matter. Like, he's, like, I think he's the top billed actor in that. Right. Uh, and I love William Defoe, man. Oh, man, I yeah. love but Sam Rockwell, if he doesn't win this, I'm no longer uh, watching the Oscars. <laughs> Best supporting actress, I am rooting for Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Mudbound is another very, very good movie. It's on Netflix. Check it out. She fucking crushes it. Mary J. Blige. She, you know, she'll serenade you and then she'll act her ass off. So I'm going with Mary J. Blige from Mudbound for my favorite. Uh, I believe it's going to go to. Uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya. I think she won the Golden Globe. Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. I'd be so, kind of su- I'm not surprised Laurie uh, Metcalf is on this. She's very good as well. I would be surprised if she won it, though. I just don't think there's enough there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's great in what she's in, but she's not, like, in a ton of the movie. It's really Sorcy Ronan's movie. Yeah. So, to jump to the director, because this is, this is probably... The I'd big one. The- yeah, this is the second big one. I, I no, I'd say this is like the third big one. I'd say it goes uh, obviously best picture. Like that doesn't count. Uh, best direct, best actor, best actress, and then best director. Right. I, I already made it clear. I'm rooting for Dunkirk, hmm. but I'm also rooting for Jordan Peele for Get Out because I, I want to see it happening, man. I want to just see racist white people go fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm just like but thinking about very, it. And I'm just very, like, it's also very good. That's a very. I good have movie. this like vision in my mind. It's just Jordan Peele's gonna win Best Director. Uh, so we'll we'll get to we'll get to my like rebuttal to to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greta Gerwig is my pick for Lady Bird based on recent events in Hollywood, and I think okay, that's fair. I think she does. She deserves it, mm-hmm. and I think that things are going to get a little bit political, as they probably should, based on recent events. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Okay, I mean she would deserve it. She, she I, well, I, she made such a great movie for like her first independently directed film. Yeah, yeah, and I've just heard nothing but good things. And you're mm-hmm. also like selling me on Lady Bird as we go on. You should see it, man. I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it before the Oscars. To be 100 honest with you, I promise. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Christopher Nolan. I think Greta Gerwig's going to get it just based on the political climate, mm. and I feel like the Oscars can. It's very easy to get political, but I also I believe Guillermo del Toro is the favorite. So I'm going to. If I had to pick, I think it's between Greta Gerwig and uh, Guillermo. Right. I just want to. So Paul Thomas Anderson is the other nominated director on there. Um, <laughs> I oh, yeah. always, always get him mixed up with Paul W.S. Anderson, and they could not be two more different directors. Yep. Do you know uh, what Paul W.S. Anderson's best known for making? 
You're going to tell me and then I'll remember. The fucking Resident Evil movies. Oh. Yeah, so a little bit of talent disparity on a little that bit of, A little bit of a difference. Yeah. A little bit of different movies because Paul Thomas Anderson makes fucking boring movies. Yeah. But like so, good, but boring. Meh, boring. <laughs> but I remember seeing like Paul Thomas Anderson for the first time, like one of his movies, and I was like, wow, I can't believe the guy who directed Resident Evil directed this. It's so different. Mm-hmm. And then it was like it's not. You're just if he wins. Idiot. If he wins for Phantom Thread, I'm not watching the Oscars anymore. <laughs> Phantom Thread. Was I've also I've, I've heard from people that have watched Phantom Thread, and I just heard it's not that good of a movie. Ooh, shots. And, yeah, shots. <laughs> I just heard it's not that good of a movie. So you know, I'm I'm sticking my flag in this, and I'm going to defend it. All right. So we'll move on to our final two categories that we're going to talk about: adapted screenplay. We have call me by your name james ivory the disaster artist which i'm semi rooting for mm. uh by scott newslater and michael h weber mm. uh we have oh, oh never mind i take that back we have logan by scott frank james mangold and michael green mm. and we have molly's game by aaron sorkin mm. and then we have mudbound logan i'm going with logan. yeah i want logan to win as well uh, that movie is so good not only does logan deserve to win this I, all these I've seen Molly's Game I've seen Mudbound I've seen Disaster Artist I've not seen Call Me By Your Name Logan is hands down the best movie out of all of those and I like all, almost all of those movies mm-hmm. I Logan, feel like anytime Aaron Sorkin writes anything he gets nominated so I feel like he's just like yeah of course yeah I mean, uh, Molly's Game was actually was very good it's an adapted mm-hmm. book but it still was very good uh, if Logan doesn't win this I'm not going to stop watching the Oscars but I'm going to write a few angry tweets Oof. Coming, so, coming at you on Twitter. Hot fire. My heart and my pick, Logan. And I think uh, it's the same for you, for you as well. I mean, I certainly hope so. I just remember leaving the theater being absolutely blown away with how amazing this X-Men movie was. And not even in just like a, this is a fun X-Men movie, but it was like, wow, that's just a good, good movie. So, well, this is a pro-Logan podcast. Absolutely. Two things. And then to wrap it up, we have original screenplay. We have The Big Sick by Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Najiani. Yeah. Uh, Get Out by Jordan Peele. Lady Bird by Greta Gerwig. The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor. Mm-hmm. And to wrap it up, we have Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri for Martin McDonough. So Big Sick is my second movie on this list, which I think got snubbed so fucking hard. Right. I thought the big, I thought for sure the big sick was going to be up for movie of the year, and honestly, I thought it had a chance to win it. I've turned big sick on the people. I thought big sick was honestly the funniest movie I had seen this entire year. Mm-hmm. I legitimately laughed out loud at the joke about 9/11, and right. uh, it's not a joke about 9/11. It's more a joke about the hijackers. Watch, watch the movie, but don't at me. And I feel, I feel like such a douche saying don't at me. Just please, just please don't at me on Twitter. I, I'm trying. <laughs> so I, I was very, very disappointed with that. I'm glad to see it's a, it's nominated for original screenplay. Mm-hmm. I ho- I'm rooting for Big Sick. That's who I'm rooting for. I'm also rooting for Get Out. My heart is with Get Out, but I have a gut feeling that Lady Bird or Three Billboards are going to take this. I think if Lady, if Three Billboards doesn't win Best Picture, it will win this. That's that's they'll like split the difference, you know. Yeah, that's we're fair. We wanted to give this, but we gave it to The Shape of Water, so we're going to give original screenplay to Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Sick, I'm really happy that it's so good. I haven't seen it yet, but Emily V. Gordon and Camille Najiani, 
used to host the podcast The Indoor Kids mm-hmm. on Nerdist, and it's one of my all-time favorite podcasts, and they stopped making it to make this movie. So I'm very glad that the movie ended up being good. Yeah, it's it's very good. It was like I said, I laughed, I cried. It was a very very good movie. Yeah. You want to talk about a perfect date night movie? Uh, the Big Sick is is it? It is the perfect date night movie. Right. Your girl will love it. Your boyfriend will love it. Mm-hmm. Your, your girlfriend and your boyfriend will love it. Mm-hmm. You can be um, in a polyamorous relationship and bring <laughs> your girlfriend and your boyfriend, and everyone will be very happy. This is a very very good movie. I I. My gut tells me it's not going to win. Yeah. I think it deserves it because I, I think it's a basically a true life story about Emily V. Gordon and Camille Nagiani. And it's just, it's very, very good. Camille Nagiani, did he direct this? Um, let's me find out. I don't know. I'd be a little surprised just because he's also the lead and he wrote it. And I don't know if he's directed anything else. Well, either way, he wrote it. It's a real life story about him and his and his wife. His wife does not play herself in the movie, but he plays himself. It's a very, very good movie. Get Out. What Michael, does it say about Michael Showalter? The, right, so. uh, do you know who he is? Nope. Have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Of course, they have. Yeah, the, yes, the main character. I, yes. I love that guy. That guy's fucking hilarious. So. Uh, Get Out is obviously the other one. I'm rooting for Get Out. I love Get Out. I thought it was like hilarious yet terrifying at the same time. Right. And I also just want to see racist people lose their goddamn mind because <laughs> you know it's just hilarious. I agree. I'd be quite happy with that. Like I said, I'm. I, I actually, I'm. I actually don't even think the three billboards should be on here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just say, you know, maybe it's too smart for you. Maybe you just didn't get just... it. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's actually a very poorly structured movie. There's like one point that everybody that talks about it, they just point to. They're like, hey, you know, this was so smart, man. Like, like, like you got to get this, this, and this, man. I'm like, no, I get it. I just think it's stupid. But I think, like I said, I think it's that's still a very, very well acted movie. I think the acting carries it, but. I wouldn't be shocked if it wins it sadly because you know once once the once people lock in on their favorite like that's the favorite mm. so those are our picks uh, I just I hope I didn't say um as much this time I apologize for rushing to the podcast Brian and I have a lot to do yes. we're planning for a whole shitload of content to come your way we have a whole bunch of episodes coming we're game planning mm-hmm. uh, this actually was going to be a two part episode but we wanted to spend so much time covering both things that we decided to yeah do we didn't want to cheap out on either of them no because we're not cheap no and uh, yeah so make sure you like subscribe rate on iTunes subscribe on iTunes However you want to listen to it, and Dylan will be joining me at some point on some streams, so you can see us play some Fortnite together real soon. Yep, Fortnite. We might be playing. Speaking of Battlefield uh, One, we're going to be doing some uh, some streams on there maybe as well. Yeah, so definitely do not let me forget to purchase that before that no. sale's over. No, hey, don't don't forget the purchase. Okay, thank you, thank you. Bye. So. Without further ado, uh, enjoy your Sunday, enjoy the Oscars, and we will see you next week. Brian, play us out with that Oscar music. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Good night. Love you.